0: Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everybody. I want to start by saying thanks to our uh, readers for having the courage to get up here in front of you. You are uh, an intimidating bunch, so thanks, you guys. Good job. Good job this morning. Okay, let's start with a show of hands, and I need you to be honest here. How many of you, by the time we reached, blessed are the poor in spirit, were already hearing blah, 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 and thinking about, I don't know, breakfast, or the playoffs today, or what kind of donut you were going to have after Mass? Oh, you're all liars. <laughs> Donuts. Mm. <laughs> Donuts, Father, yes. <laughs> the Beatitudes. They're hard, aren't they? You know, of all the things that Jesus says, all of his teachings, his parables, his stories, all of that, these are just, they're hard. They're just, I don't know, for whatever reason, for us human beings, they just don't seem to be very appealing. Even preachers struggle with the Beatitudes. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I pulled out the lectionary to see what the gospel was for this weekend, and I saw the Beatitudes, and my first reaction was, dang, Father Bill gave me this weekend on purpose. Right? Right? <laughs> And you know, I I, kind of wonder if the disciples didn't react similarly when they first heard the Beatitudes. I mean, think about how their expectations had been built up by this point, right? So they had seen the heavens open and the Spirit of God come down on Jesus, and they saw him heal people, and they saw him cast out demons, and they'd seen him attract these huge crowds, And they must have been thinking, gosh, is this him? Is this the one we've been waiting for? And then he calls them up the mountain, and they gather around him, and they sit down, and they stare at him expectantly, and he opens his mouth, and what does he start talking about? Being poor, meek, merciful, hungry. And you know, you can almost hear them thinking, oh, really? Right? Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had somebody in your life with whom you were obsessed? I mean, somebody who just fascinated you. Maybe even someone you idolized, right? Ever had somebody like that in your life? Until that day when maybe they go and say something stupid or they do something foolish, and all of a sudden you realize, hey, that halo is tarnished, right? Or that pedestal has a crack in it, right? Your eyes are opened, and all of a sudden, this this god, this goddess in your life, well, you realize, gosh, they're human after all. Flaws, weaknesses, and oh yeah, those little charming habits they have, well, now they just bug you, right? Married couples, you know what I'm talking about, right? Well, at that point, my friends, we have a choice, right? We can either walk away, or we can get down to the hard work of loving. We can distance ourselves, we can pull back, or we can forgive that person for not being everything we want them to be. We can resent them for who they really are, or we can begin the hard work of loving them for who they really are. Would you agree? I hope so, because something similar happens in our relationship with God. You know, most of us who come to faith, and and here I'm not talking about just coming to church and just following the rules, but most of us who have a genuine, committed, personal relationship with the Lord, we come to that because of some positive or maybe even powerful experience of God in our life. Right? It could be the answer to a prayer we've received, or maybe a word God has spoken in our hearts, or some other way that God has revealed himself to us in our lives. And then wham, right? We're fascinated with God. We're in love with God, and this whole new world opens up in front of us. And we can live in that world for a while, maybe even a good long while. But here's the thing. Sooner or later, God turns and looks at us and asks, you know, you love me in your blessings. Can you also love me in your difficulties? You love the way I make you feel, Can you love me despite your feelings? You love your idea of me, but do you really love me? Friends, I think that's the challenge that Jesus lays down in the Beatitudes. There's a reason that he goes up the mountain to deliver them because any good first century Jew would know that mountaintops are the place where God reveals himself. So think about Mount Sinai, where he reveals himself to Moses, or Mount Horeb, where he reveals himself to Elijah, or even Mount Zion, where he reveals himself to his people, right? All on the mountaintops. Well, Jesus, the same thing happens here on the Mount of the Beatitudes. He goes up the mountain in order to reveal himself, to reveal who he really is, who God really is. This time, though, it's a much more intimate and risky revelation on God's part. Because, for example, while on Sinai God revealed the law, here he reveals his heart. He reveals his heart. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the merciful. Why? Well, because it's in our experiences of poverty, helplessness, loss, hurt that God, for his own mysterious reasons, meets us most intimately. In his inscrutable plan, these are the places where we seem to perceive him most clearly. This is where God's self-emptying love touches us most profoundly. St. Paul will say the same thing in his letter to the Philippians. He says, Brothers and sisters, put on the mind of Christ, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but rather he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found human in appearance, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So that's what we're talking about here, you guys, the cross. In the end, the Beatitudes are really about God's love for us, hidden in the cross. God waiting for us in the difficult places in our lives. It's not easy to trust that, which is maybe why the world runs away from it. I think God looks at us and says, will you run too? Will you run too? Or will you step in? Will you step in trusting that I'm there? Can you only love me on your terms? Or can you learn to love me on mine? So guys, this morning, what I want to encourage you to do, what I want to encourage all of us to do is take the risk and step in. You know, a few weeks ago, Father Bill gave us the Surrender Novena. And if you haven't prayed it yet, I would encourage you to pray it this week. If you've prayed it already, go back and return to it. I've been praying it for the past couple weeks every day. And I can tell you there's strength and there's courage in that prayer. There's a peace in that prayer that the world doesn't give us. You know, all of us have those hard places in our life, places that are out of control or ugly or sad, hurting, places that we wish were different. Those places aren't a barrier to God's love, just the opposite. Because of what Jesus has done, God now waits for us there. So pick up that novena, put your hand in his hand, and begin the hard work of loving